Hi, and welcome to Tech Talk, where we look at technology insights worth discussing. I'm Ken Mingus, Executive Editor at Computer World. I'm here today with Computer World's Matthew Finnegan. The big topic, collaboration. Stick around. Okay, so Matthew, first of all, thanks for taking time to uh, to talk to me. I know it's uh, late in the day over in Sweden, in the Sweden Bureau for Computer World. Um, there's been a lot going on in in uh, collaboration the last the first two or three weeks of, of January. Microsoft's had some announcements. Google's had some announcements. And I just thought it'd be a good time to touch base with you real quick and, and see what's going on with, with each of these companies and maybe get an idea for what's, what's coming up uh, in the year ahead. So... Um, why don't you tell me, you know, let's let's start with Microsoft Teams because, of course, you had a story that's up now about something that was announced this week. And uh, what's what's Microsoft up to with Teams these days? Yeah, so there's been a couple of announcements so far this year already with Teams. Um, the, uh, first off, there was an, uh, some features added for first-line workers. So uh, first-line workers or deskless workers, frontline workers, there's a few terms being used, um, basically to describe uh, employees who uh, often in industries such as retail or, or healthcare, hospitality or um, field service workers or so forth, who predominantly work, whose main computing device will tend to be a, a smartphone rather than a laptop or a PC. Um, and it's, it's a segment of workers which has typically been um, maybe underserved or uh, these sort of workers that have had less uh, digital tools at their disposable than uh, knowledge workers. And it's uh, a segment which uh, Microsoft sees as um, a, a large group of workers uh, that it would like to cater to with Teams specifically. So there was um, new features for Teams announced, um, particularly around the mobile app, so location sharing and um, audio recording, audio sharing, and a, a, a smart camera module to, to enable um, photos to be taken and annotated. So basically, it's, it's to provide some of the features that, um, that uh, employees might be more used to with uh, almost like consumer messaging apps. Yeah, you know, it's interesting because one of the things that I've noticed with Microsoft, I mean, obviously, with Teams being a part of, of the office suite, obviously, uh, a lot of companies, you know, desk workers have those apps and have that suite on their desktop. But I think Microsoft, you know, as you've noted, has been looking to push out uh, Teams as far as it can in an effort to um, stay ahead of Slack and other big competitors. And so it seems like, that, you know, pushing it into mobile is one way to do that because it goes after uh, uh, an entire group of, of workers, as you say, frontline workers, first-line workers, that uh, have been sort of ignored until now. Is that is that sort of your perception of what Microsoft's up to? Yeah, exactly. So uh, say Microsoft is trying to expand the reach of Teams. Um, initially, uh, from the launch, there, there has been a mobile app available, but it seems like the main focus has been, yeah, on um, on knowledge workers, similar to to Slack as well. But uh, with with the, the added features for for end users around mobile app functionality, but also um, to support uh, IT staff in, in rolling this out to um, to frontline workers, uh, is helping to 
cater to to that audience really. Um, Microsoft first started making some noises around this in September at Ignite, um, announced that it was bringing its Star Hub schedule management tool into Teams. And so it, uh, Microsoft clearly sees this as, a, as another opportunity to uh, increase the adoption of Teams, basically. Okay. And it's interesting because, you know, as we're talking about Teams just this week, Microsoft at the, uh, is it BET Education Technology Conference in London? Is that yeah, um, ha- and I had some announcements uh, related to education. That's that's a story that we have up right now. Um, so, what is it that they're doing with what is it that Microsoft is doing around Teams in terms of the uh, the education field? Yeah, so not long after Teams was launched in 2017, Microsoft started to uh, target it towards use within classrooms and uh, for teachers to collaborate among themselves and with other members of school staff. And so uh, at, at this year's BET conference, they've added, uh, Microsoft has added more uh, features for teams um, for, uh, for use in, in, uh, in the education sector. For example, they've added integration with student information systems um, to enable grades to be automatically updated into these, uh, these systems uh, from from Teams. Uh, there's grade marking available with mobile apps as well. So it, it's another example of how Microsoft is able to, to target and tailor Teams to specific use cases uh, and again to expand the reach of the, of the platform in that way. Yeah, you know, it's interesting because one of the uh, one of the things that was sort of announced in parallel with the uh, um, the Teams announcement was the hardware that Microsoft is, is pushing out there, you know, low cost uh, um, two in ones and, and uh, laptops, I guess. The idea being that uh, since Chromebooks seem to have such a presence now in the education field, this is a way for Microsoft to try to get in there and, and maybe, uh, you know, make teams and make its hardware uh, more popular, you know, open up another field that they really have maybe haven't pushed into as much. Um, is that sort of how they're pitching the announcements around the hardware that uh, they rolled out this week? Yeah, I, I, as you say, it's it's low cost hardware that uh, running Windows uh, 10, which will they hope will resonate with with that audience. And um, it's as you mentioned, it, it's not just about the for Windows 10 specifically, it, or not only, it's also to um, to gain a presence with uh, in, in schools and also with students so that uh, they're used to using Windows devices when they go to university and when they're in the workplace afterwards, which uh, Google has over the past few years with its Chromebooks uh, gained, particularly in the US, uh, in schools in the US, gained a strong foothold with, uh, with with Chromebooks, which then leads you onto G Suite and, and into the, the Google ecosystem. So it, it's uh, it, it's an interesting uh, marketplace for both of them. Yeah, you know, it's interesting. I, I guess if you get them young and uh, carry them through to college and into the workplace, it's one way to expand, uh, if nothing else, uh, mindshare. You know, it's just interesting in passing how Apple 10, 15 years ago seemed to have such a, for, uh, such a an entree 
into the education market. And now it looks like it's, you know, Google with Chromebooks and Microsoft with Teams and its hardware that are kind of battling it out. You know, speaking of Google and G Suite, uh, uh, you had a story, I believe it was last week, about some changes that Google's been making to uh, to pricing on G Suite, which is sort of interesting. And uh, so I wanted to ask you about that, because um, obviously, you know, I, I think Google would like to see G Suite as the, you know, perceived at least as the, the big alternative to uh, Office 365 or, you know, whatever Office Suite companies are using. Um, so so what, uh, what what were a little bit of the details there on the uh, the G Suite changes that Google announced? Yeah, so Google has increased the, the subscription price for G Suite Basic and G Suite Business. G Suite uh, Enterprise version, I believe, stay, is staying the same, but there's a, there's a, a around a 20% increase in the, the basic and business subscriptions. So the reasoning behind this is that uh, in recent years, Google has added, uh, I think, a Google Hangouts Chat, Google Hangouts Meet, this uh, Team Chat and video conferencing uh, applications, as well as some other tools uh, have been added to G Suite for free. So this is the apparently the first price increase in the decade or so since G Suite or Google Apps or various names have been, has been available. So it, it seems from, from analysts spoken to, it seems like a reasonable increase given the, the, the growing maturity of G Suite and um, it, especially as it's, as it's grown to, I think it's 4 million users now. So, and, and it can even sort of re reflect positively on Google's proposition is typically has been seen as the sort of the, the cheaper alternative to Office 365. But by increasing the price, can even sort of give the perception that this isn't, that it's on, on the same, uh, it, it, can, it can go toe to toe with Office 365 in a lot of ways now. Yeah, it's, it's interesting that uh, the whole idea of bumping the price up is the sort of thing that, you know, conveys the message that this is not just sort of some knockoff free or cheap alternative that there, there's value in G Suite that, yeah. uh, you know, that companies would find uh, uh, in comparison to, to Microsoft Teams. And so it's sort of interesting that by bumping the price up, you, you at least convey the perception that uh, G Suite's a real player here. Yeah, I, 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 that, that's been the um, the feedback I've, I've sort of been hearing so far, and it, and it just sort of testament to how G Suite has grown um, uh, as a product, but also in terms of the growth of adoption in, in recent years. It's still some way off Office 365. Um, it's, uh, I'm not sure how easy it is to compare the, the adoption figures, but Office 365 is, is still by some way um, the leader in the field, but it, it shows how G Suite is becoming um, a strong, continually getting more of a, a stronger competitor. It's a more serious rival. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can understand that. Um, I wanted to ask too. You you had written recently. You know, we've been we've been trying to keep an eye on uh, workplace by Facebook. Uh, or what we like to call Facebook's workplace, which drives them crazy, but workplace by Facebook. And, uh, you know, one of the uh, one of the things that the company had announced or had has been pushing lately is this customer win with Nestle, um, you know, that uh, they are 
embracing, uh, they, they, I guess they're phasing out Salesforce chatter and moving toward uh, Facebook workplace. Is, is do, you know, based on that and, and, and other reporting you've been doing on, on workplace, do we see, you know, in the year ahead that workplace might actually emerge as more of a rival to, say, Teams and G Suite and, and you know, in, in terms of collaboration, maybe Slack? Or is, is workplace still, you know, sort of, evolving and growing slowly. Any sense on what's going on there? Yeah, it, it's been interesting to see uh, what's been going on with Workplace. Um, the Nestle feels uh, some good publicity for Workplace. Um, obviously, uh, during 2018 was a, a difficult year for Facebook. <laughs> Among um, other things, yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, so it's, a, it's a, an, another major uh, customer win. For, for workplace, um, I believe it's uh, over 200,000 employees at Nestle are already moved onto the platform. Um, they've formally used or are, are now phasing out uh, Salesforce Chatter and um, are expecting to have the whole, uh, the entirety of the workforce on workplace over the course of this year. Um, so workplace has, has, has had quite a few large customer deployments. It's hard to get an idea of just in, in terms of overall adoption of Workplace. Like the most recent figures, I think, were in October 2017, 30,000 organizations, I believe, are using Workplace. So it's a, it's a while ago since there was an update there, but there, there's been a sort of steady stream of, of customer announcements over the past year or so. And so there, there's, there definitely seems to be interest in the platform. And as you said, it's also been interesting to see how, how the platform has, is starting to develop itself. Obviously, it's launched as um, a product which is similar to the consumer uh, social network. But um, as time goes on, the features are added. It's starting to uh, yeah, diverge more and more from, from the consumer product as you get more um, like integrations with uh, with, with third-party business software and so forth, it's becoming more and more. Um, it's, it's, it can be used often as as an internet, um, but also to to, to uh, and for sort of top-down uh, communications. But um, it seems to be gaining more traction as uh, I think for for, for workflows for um, terms of sort of, um, supporting productivity and so forth. Yeah, you know, it's interesting, and I, I was sort of only joking a little bit about the, the Facebook Facebook's workplace and workplace by Facebook, but if you are trying to set workplace apart from Facebook, the social media platform that's had uh, a fair amount of bad press in 2018, then calling it workplace by Facebook puts the emphasis on workplace and not Facebook. So maybe that, maybe that's what they're trying to do there. I just sort of I just sort of realized that. Uh, you know, it's interesting too in in terms of obviously these are companies that are building and trying to expand their presence. Um, but uh, you had one you had a story last week I think uh, about IBM and the fact that uh, they're kind of pulling the plug on on uh, Watson Workspace, which was I guess their efforts to to try to move into. Uh, um, team chat and uh, do we do we have any idea was there any warning that IBM was going to pull the plug on this I mean was the writing on the wall or did this one just kind of come out of the blue yeah the, this um, I suppose this, this wasn't exactly unexpected you could say work 
workspace. Trying to make sure I don't get uh, workplace and workspace. Yeah, it's a um, Watson workspace. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, uh, I think it, it is uh, almost two years. I think since um, since Watson Workspace launched, and it just never really gained uh, traction in the market um, in the, the team chat uh, collaboration market. Um, it, obviously, it's a it's a busy market, and there's there's a lot of um, Slack teams. Um, uh, Cisco WebEx teams, etc. There's a lot of big players in the market, and there just never seemed to really be the appetite for Watson Workspace. It didn't really seem like IBM pushed it very hard, and um, uh, as IBM said, it's just it didn't really gain the traction with with customers, and they've uh, decided to discontinue it. Um, so there was there was never really much noise in the market around Workspace, but then. The, the writing was on the wall, I guess, towards the end of last year when it was announced that IBM was selling uh, a lot of, all of its uh, software assets, uh, particularly around collaboration. So I think it's, uh, IBM Connections, Notes, and Domino were right. sold to right. um, an uh, Indian company, HCL, for a uh, one and a half billion dollars or something in in that region in, um, which includes a variety of software uh, platforms so after that sale it is a strong indication that that's not where um, IBM is focusing its attention going forward so uh, to carry on with Watson workspace yeah um, it didn't seem it seemed like his days were, were were numbers I guess after the the, the HCL announcement. Right, so for the three or four customers out there on uh, Watson Workspace, your 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 days are numbered. Okay, and finally, uh, you know, no discussion of collaboration would be complete without checking in on Slack. And uh, I think I've I've seen stories, and that this may be the year, or this is the year they're planning to um, finally do an IPO. Is that is that correct? Am I right on that? Yeah. Do we know well, that for sure, or is it just rumored still? There's there's been reports in, in various publications that um, that, uh, that Slack is preparing to uh, well not it, it's not an IPO actually apparently it's a, a direct listing okay. which is, um, uh, is, is what Spotify did last year as well so um, it, it's a less usual route than an IPO. Um, for a public listing, but um, it's sort of generally favored by companies that don't need to raise a lot of additional funding or to raise their profile, uh, middle, which seems maybe Slack perhaps needs to do. So, I mean, this isn't confirmed by Slack, but these, right. this is what seems to be um, indicating going forward. So, so it, it, it seems like there, there will, um, over the next um, a couple of months or so, I think that that's the sort of the main focus for. Slack, okay, great. So uh, we sort of covered the gamut here. I think uh, anything going on around collaboration that uh, we haven't touched on here that I should know about before I let you go. I just not. I just don't want to let you go. If there's anything else uh, floating around out there, we should mention. Uh, I, I think those are, those are the main things. I mean, it, there's been a lot the past uh, the past few weeks and the, and the past uh, couple of months really around Microsoft Teams and there's just been a, there's a big push for Microsoft here and you kind of 
see the impact of Microsoft bringing to bear. Like it's um, it, it strengthens development and resources to to really push this platform. So uh, it'll be a, again an interesting year to see the, the competition in the in the sort of collaboration uh, chat marketplace. Yep, I guess when the 800-pound gorilla weighs in, everybody has to kind of move over and uh, and adjust. Okay, well, listen, uh, Matthew, thanks a lot. That really does help me understand what's going on in collaboration right now, what's been coming out uh, even in the first two or three weeks of January. Um, obviously, we'll be checking back with you to to see what's going on as the year goes by. Um, I Anyway, thanks a lot. I appreciate the info. Okay, thanks, Ken. All right, and collaboratively, for now, that's a wrap.